0: Well, hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode, another edition of our post-show recap podcast. Uh, Glad to have you joining us, because if you weren't here, we'd just be talking to ourselves. Which
1: would be weird.
0: Which would be very weird. So uh, good to have you joining us today here, as usual, with uh, Matt Karst.
1: Ooh, two names. I like it.
0: Well, you do have a last name. I do. As well, besides your first name. Accurate. Hey, Hey! Oh so good to have Matt joining us today. A little bit different scenery. back to the uh, back to the old living room setup if you will. Yeah. so uh, yeah, here we are.
1: To. Yeah, I've loved this uh, this series has been good so far talking about the road trips Jesus has gone on and really more of the detours along the along the way. And yeah. uh, it's been an awesome awesome series, I think, and it's going to be great to wrap it up here. Next week, right? We're wrapping yeah, up. Yeah, we're wrapping week? up
0: yeah. this coming weekend.
1: So it's gonna be good. Um, and I loved just just diving into stories that maybe we don't get to dive into a lot. Yeah. And uh, I I wanted to kind of pick your brain as to what kind of drew you towards Jairus and this this moment between G- Jesus and Jairus, which is hard to say back to back. <laughs> I, I
0: I yes, it is <laughs> <laughs> considering the fact that I messed it up in about every service uh, this weekend. No, I'll be honest with you. Um, it really goes all the way back to I guess it was March when we did the uh, the series about the woman with the issue of blood, mm-hmm. um, and we spent you know I, guess, I think it was like three weeks maybe four weeks where we yeah. really dove into her story. I mean it was it, and it really is a powerful story, um, but I always always have in my mind right there. But what about Gyrus? Yeah. Uh, you know we, we spend a whole lot of time focused on uh, focused on her story when we're when we're talking about that. And it, well we should, um, but getting a chance to really think about well, he was on his way to Jairus' house, and Jairus is sitting there watching this whole thing go on, and knowing that at the whole you know the whole time that his daughter is back at the house dying, and you know what, you know how's Jairus feeling in all this? What's yeah. you know what, what's his mindset? And so um, when when we started talking about the idea of doing road trip, uh, this story came came right back. It's like man, we, we spent a couple of weeks on uh, on the other part of this. Why not uh, why not uh, dive in for a week or so and look at Jairus for a minute? So that's I mean you know outside of saying. The Holy Spirit is what yeah, drew yeah. me to that. But uh, that's kind of where my mindset was.
1: No, that's good. And I think you did such a good job of like, putting yourself in His shoes. And I mean, I think you communicated exactly how I would have felt. I'm like, what are we doing? Like, Why are we stopping? <laughs> right. And then if you really look at it, like Jesus has said, I'm going to come and I'm going to do this yeah. for you. I got yeah. you. And then He just stops in the middle of it. And I really thought of it as you were talking about it on Sunday, this woman's already healed, <laughs> right? And Jesus is still. Why stopping. are we still talking yeah, exactly. right now? <laughs> um, and I don't know. I really just I started thinking about that, and I was curious your thoughts on it as well. Like, what would you say to somebody who's in that spot of this person's getting that mirror I mean, we're blessed at at church right now. We're seeing people yeah. lay hands on people, and people are getting healed. But then we have the flip side of that. There's people who are going through stuff who are waiting on that, yep. and praying for that.
0: Uh, you know, one of the things I would probably say is that you know, comparison is a killer, mm, yeah. um, and I can't compare my life. I can't compare my story. I can't compare my journey to anybody else's, yeah. um, and you know, I think it kind of harkens back a little bit to, uh, to Peter when you know, him and Jesus were having a little bit of a conversation about you know, He was talking about the, you know, the persecution that was going to come Peter's way, mm. and you know, he looks over at John and he says, well, what about him? And, Peter, and Jesus kind of says back to him, Well, what does it matter? You know, what does it matter about him? I'm, I'm, you need to worry about you. Yeah. And, and kind of the idea here is, is, that I can compare my story to other people's, and it can, uh, it, it can encourage me. It can also, it also discourage me at the same time. But it really is about hey, allow allow God to work in your life on on His timeline, on His timetable, and uh, um, you know, celebrate with others and pray with others uh, when they get uh, when they get answers to their prayers. But God isn't, caught, God isn't in a situation where he can only work in one person's life at a time. You know, it's this right. thing of, hey, he may be working in their, their life one way and he's going to work in your life a different way. He doesn't. It doesn't like, it's not this magical formula that yeah. works out there, like do all these right steps and then you know, you're going to get yeah. your miracle. That's not, that's not how Jesus works. But I would say the big deal is is that don't spend so much time comparing your story to somebody else's because that's going to do nothing but distract you from what God wants to do in you.
1: Oh, that's, so, that's really good. And even, that I mean, you mentioned time in there, but like this, the idea of my timing and God's timing, which was kind of the common thread throughout this whole message. Yeah. Um, I mean, I can't imagine the feeling that he must have been going through in that moment, but really wanting, How I guess the question there is, how do you get yourself to that place of okay i know that this is the timing that i want <laughs> right how do you make that adjustment to figure out getting on god's time if that makes sense
0: yeah it does and and i think it's kind of the the common the common thread there and I, and I think it has i think it has a lot to do with daily decisions and daily choices um i don't know that it's something that i wake up today and i'm like okay god your will not mine and i'm, and I'm going to be good with that regardless of what comes and then You know, and and I'm set like that for life. I I do think it's a daily discipline of getting up every morning and saying, Lord, I know how I want things to work out. But more so than that, I want you to lead. I want you to be in charge. And so uh, I submit myself and everything that I can um, to you and to your authority and to your will and to your plan. And that doesn't mean that I'm not gonna get frustrated at times, it doesn't mean that I'm not gonna get worried and nervous at times. But what it does mean is that I'm constantly gonna lean back into the idea of he knows what's best. He knows me, he doesn't, he, he, he doesn't just see my story right now, um, which is all I can see, all, all I can see is the right now, but he sees my story, I used to say I used to see my story from the end to the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he sees it in its whole entire time frame and he knows what needs to happen next. So I'm gonna trust that, I'm gonna trust the writer, I'm gonna trust the author, I'm gonna trust the creator, um, even though that, that, is, that doesn't make sense at times. Um, i'm going to trust that even when things don't work out the way that i want them to he's got a bigger plan in place
1: that's good Well, and i love how you pointed that out too just coming back to trusting in what he's saying right mm-hmm. clinging to those promises and you gave several great examples of that in scripture throughout the message and psalms and i think hebrews and isaiah. isaiah yeah yeah and uh it was just great reminder of really what am i listening to yeah um and i think he kind of, you brought that up in two different areas where he, in that moment of fear that had to have set in, mm-hmm. when the messenger comes and tells Jairus, hey, don't bother the teacher anymore, she's passed. One, just probably every emotion you can feel in that moment, and then fear, and then Jesus turning in that moment to speak to him and say, basically, I still got you. Right. If you want yeah. if you want it, I, yeah. I'm still here. But I loved that basically all the, all the same verbiage that he used with this woman mm-hmm. in this road trip, this detour on the road <laughs> trip he was supposed yeah. to be on, you know, like uh, he used that same language with him. And I wonder if you could unpack that a little bit more um, today just to kind of help make that sink in.
0: Yeah, sure. So, you know, the way, that it was, the way that it was set up is that, you know, so Jairus is watching this conversation takes place between Jesus and, and this woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the whole time he's got to be, you know, looking at his watch thinking, you know, we don't have time for this. And so Jesus looks at her and says, "You know, daughter, your your faith has you know made you well, made you whole. Uh, your 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 faith has healed you, which is which is great, which is amazing, which is wild." Um, and then you know, Jairus gets that gets that word from that messenger, and it all just I would imagine all begins to crumble at that mm-hmm. point. It would crumble for all of us. I mean, all yeah. of us have been in a situation more than likely where we have gotten some devastating news, mm-hmm. and we are immediately overcome with fear and grief and anger and. Uh, confusion, all those things begin to take place. Um, and Jesus just very quickly, um, you know, turns, he, you know, the messenger speaks and immediately Jesus speaks right back and doesn't speak to the messenger, doesn't tell him, no, 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 no that's not right, but he speaks to Jairus. Mm-hmm. And, uh, hey, don't be afraid, just have faith and she will be healed. And And you're right in the original language it's the exact same phrasing those the the she'll be made whole or she'll be healed those are interchangeable uh, right there in the way that we translate it but in in that context it's sitting there going jairus listen you came to me because you've heard the rumors Um, you just witnessed what i did for this woman and what i said to her was her faith had made her whole i'm saying the same thing to you have that same faith have that same uh, don't let your faith waver right now. You had enough faith to come to me before. Have the faith to still take me to your house. Have the faith to let's go together and, and, and watch what I do. Because he didn't say that I might heal her. He, did, he, did, he didn't say mm-hmm. that You know, this is going to be too, too big and I'm just going to comfort you when we get there. No, it was he had every intention to still heal her. Yeah. Um, you know the plan didn't change because the news came. Didn't the plan didn't? Right. Um, and so, uh, so Jesus gets a chance to still walk with Jairus, and Jairus has that choice to make about: Am I going to believe these voices that are coming and bringing me this report, or am I still going to hold on to the promise that the Father has given me? Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I said it said at the weekend that I think that's a, almost a daily decision that we have to make: Are we going to believe the the chaos that's around us at times? or Are we going to are we going to believe the uh, the reports that are coming to us that you know uh, that that are constantly filled with negativity and constantly filled with the idea that you know what there's no hope there's there's no joy left or are we going to hold on to the promise that we have in scripture we're we going to hold on to the promise that the Father's given us when we look at we look at the you know it's maybe you know I used a couple of examples yes uh, this weekend but it's like you know we you know we grow up and we raise our kids and maybe our kids aren't making decisions that are That we feel like are are honoring God are we just going to throw our hands up in the air and say well you know there's no hope or are we still going to hold on to the promise that the that the father's given us we feel like maybe our our marriage is doomed well are we going to believe that report are we going to hold on to the truth that hey you know what we can keep praying and keep believing and and believe that God's going to heal our marriage in the midst of that so um you know which which voice are we going to listen to and you know it's not like we're not certainly not sitting there saying that all the voices in our lives are are negative all the voices in our lives are bad um, not saying that at all. I think we got a lot of well-meaning voices uh, in our lives, a lot of well-meaning people. But I also know that well-meaning people are not necessarily always speaking the truth of God's Word either. Right. Um, and so I think we've got to be careful about listening to good advice because good advice isn't necessarily godly advice. I think we got to make sure that the wisdom that's being shared with us and the counsel that we're receiving is backed up with Scripture.
1: Yeah, that's good. Well, and I, I love that you pointed that out because they were surrounded by a ton of people who were most likely? I mean, some of them were the paid yeah, weepers paid, or whatever yeah, they were called, exactly. you know. Um, but there were people surrounding them that actually really cared about yeah. them, and their heart wasn't. Oh, we don't want that miracle for you. It was we don't want you to have that false hope in that, you know? Like, I don't, and I don't know that there's anything wrong with having that as someone that loves somebody. But there's that that going back to really clinging to that promise. Mm-hmm. Did Jesus say this to you? Yeah. Then are you going to have faith in that? Or are you going you gonna to lean back into what you know and what people are telling you? That's a hard, it's a hard place to be. You know,
0: when I, you know, I was thinking about it over the course of the weekend, and it's just it's one of those things that doesn't quite make it into, mm-hmm. the, into the message because we've got a certain amount of time that we've got to yeah. work in, and sometimes we go over that time anyways, and, <laughs> um, which we may or may not have done this past weekend. But you know, when Jairus first went to Jesus and he explained the situation with him and he pleaded with him, Jesus said, okay. He was, he was coming. Um, it didn't matter how long it was going to take him to get there, right? I mean, yeah. you know, the fact that he stopped and had the conversation with the woman and, and the healing that took place there, that didn't change the fact that Jesus was on the way to the house. Right. I mean, the circumstances surrounding the need changed a little bit yeah. in that. But it didn't change the fact that Jesus was, was on his way. Um, and so from the very beginning when Jairus went to Jesus, the, the promise was there. The, you know, the answer was there, Yeah, the answer's coming took a little bit of time to get there, um, and it didn't show up the way that he wanted it to, but from the very first moment, before Jesus ever said to Jairus, Hey, don't be afraid, just have faith, she'll be healed, that was the that was the reassurance yeah. of the promise. The promise had already been given. Um, yeah. so
1: That's good. Kind of another little point. Well and I think in that too there's that and again it's one of those you just didn't have time to touch on this week, but you have to imagine he must have thought, Okay, Jesus maybe Jesus can do this part. Right. But now this, that's too big. Yeah. You know? And that's
0: ultimately what the messenger was saying, yeah. right? When he comes and he says, you know, your daughter's dead. Don't bother the teacher anymore. Mm. I mean, that's what the messenger's saying right there is that, you know, I know you brought Jesus to come to the house to heal her. That's one thing. But you don't need to bother him anymore because he's, yeah. it, it, this, is, this, is too be- this is too much. This is too big. We've already got, because death was the ending. Yeah. Right. I mean, death is fine. you know, is, is the final end of it. I mean, yeah. there wasn't, there wasn't anything else. To do. We didn't, you know, people didn't come back to life. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, when the messenger comes, it's like, yeah, he, he might've been able to heal her and, you know, help her feel better, Right. but he wasn't going to raise her from the dead.
1: Yeah. Well, that there's a whole message in just that probably. Yeah. That's, yes. Very much. So. No, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I'm curious. I, I, I think you, you touched on it there at the end, but like, and I don't even know if I know the right way to ask this, but just thinking about those people who surround you, mm-hmm. how do you really, I guess, distinguish? Because I know it's not a, I'm cutting people off from my right. life. I mean, maybe sometimes that's the thing. Well, the yeah, answer. I mean, just probably um, for that. But when you have those people in your life mm-hmm. that care about you, yeah. you know, how do you make that decision of, hey, right now it's just going to be me and Jesus and my wife in the room, or, you know, like, how do you make sure that you have those people around you in the right moments? Maybe that's a better way to ask.
0: Yeah. It. Um, well, in the moment, if you're, if you're waiting to find out who those people are in that moment, mm. then it's too late. Yeah. It's about, you know, it really is about investing in those relationships before you ever get to those moments, um, which is why I think that, you know, things like small groups and connect groups are yeah. vital. You know, having that people that you, that you do life with. Um, the other thing about it is, is that I think you've got to, uh, and it sounds very simple, but I think you got to be that kind of person for somebody mm-hmm. else in order to really recognize what those people look like. Is that I can't just sit in a circle like, "Okay, I, I got to look for those people who are going to be that for me." Yeah. Uh, I need to make sure that I am investing into people and that I'm that person for somebody else. And that when it comes to, when it comes to, uh, you know, giving advice or when it comes to counsel or kind of surrounding people in those deep dark moments that I'm just not saying things that I think sound good, yeah. which I think is the the temptation to do, is to say things that just that just sound good. Maybe I've heard somebody else say before, and I was like, uh-huh. ah, that, that probably works. But it really is about saying, okay. And oftentimes it's not about saying anything at all. It's just about being there. Yeah. Um, but what is it that I can do that I can say that is not just me speaking, but it really is me praying and believing and asking God, God, if I need to say something, I need you to give me the words. That's good. And I, I don't want to say anything that's contrary, I don't want to say anything that's going to be disruptive, I don't want to say anything that's going to be upsetting. But if you're going to give me something to say, then I'll say it. But let it be backed up with your presence and in your, in, in your Word.
1: That's good. Well, I can't tell you how many times, you know, as pastors, we get to sit through some hard moments with yep. people, and just being with people is powerful in itself Right. without all the words you feel like you have to say. Um, but then when God does use you in that way, it's like, well, God definitely showed up and did that. Exactly. You know, so, um, no, that's really good. Not, not, one, making sure you find those people before you hit a moment. Exactly. But also making sure I'm going to be that person to somebody too, not just, I don't know if it's selfish or not, but not be selfish with it. Well, like, yeah, I mean... I want people to pour into me, but I'm not going to do that for them. Yeah. So, yeah, that's good. Well, do you have anything else that maybe didn't make the cut? for the message or that maybe you wanted to reemphasize
0: yeah no you know there was obviously there was a lot that we tried to do we tried to pack in there um i thought one cool thing that and this didn't get in there mainly because it didn't necessarily it didn't necessarily fit but you know when jesus goes to um goes to the bedside of where the little girl is mm. and you know grabs her by the hand and he says um my child get up the, uh, the whole time he had been saying, you know, when he walked into the house, he said, you know, why are you guys weeping and wailing? You know, why are you crying? She's not dead, she's only asleep. So when Jesus goes to, goes to the bedside, uh, somebody brought this up to me uh, this weekend too, reminded me of it, the fact that you know, in that custom that somebody was dead, you weren't supposed to touch them because then it mm-hmm. would have made you unclean. But he reaches up and he grabs her by the hand, right? So he's treating her, not as if she's dead, but if she's just asleep. Mm-hmm. And when he says, my child get up, in, in the original language that is a greeting that a mother typically would use mm-hmm. towards their child to simply wake them up in the morning like i mean it was like my child it's time to wake up or, yeah. or honey it's time to wake up is the way that that's actually. so when even when jesus walked into the room and he sat by her bedside yeah. and he grabbed her by the hand and he spoke to her he didn't speak to her as somebody that was dead he spoke to her as somebody who was simply asleep which carried mm-hmm. along the same thing that he had been saying the whole time yeah. when he walked into the house was that she wasn't dead. She was only asleep. Um, and I just thought that was a neat little detail in there that Jesus said it, but then he also treated that situation just the way that he saw it, just the way that he verbalized it.
1: That's cool. That's really cool. That's it. Well, that's good stuff. Yeah. I loved it. It was an awesome weekend, awesome message. Thank you. And uh, glad you guys could be with us, and we'll see you next time.